Welcome back, everybody. Um, so, like I said, today we're discussing living the untriggered lifestyle. Uh, where, hey, good morning, Keita. Good morning. Uh, where we're discussing uh, all things untriggered. <laughs> and, and we all know there are things in our life uh, based on past experiences that can trigger. A trigger an, trigger an emotion, trigger an old thought um, that can affect your present or your present relationships right now. And a lot of times um, getting into that space where you're untriggered takes an intentional conscious effort um, not to allow certain things that have happened in the past, um, you know, based on other situations trigger you into a space that is unhealthy. Um, oh, oh snap. All the way from an undisclosed location. <laughs> Pastor Brian A. McCrory Sr. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> All right, we get a little more fancy. Yesterday, we was doing white and black. <laughs> Today, we got the blue with the polka dots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my podcast people, if you want to see what we're talking about, make sure you check out the YouTube <laughs> so you can see the, the fanciness of Pastor Brian A. McCrory. Um, so like I said, today we're talking about the untriggered lifestyle, meaning not allowing old situations or familiar situations to pop up and to put you into a space that's unhealthy. Um, you know, pushing you into old habits. Like we talked about yesterday, the old habits. And I begin to really think about what what throws off a lot of your consistency are those triggers. Um, so today I want to kind of delve into how do we get into an untriggered lifestyle where we know the situations, the words <laughs> that can send us into a great into good morning Rollins. Yes, indeed. Morning, That's my pastor. That's my pastor too, brother. <laughs> but, um, but send us into a um, unhealthy space so we know what it is. Uh, but it's it's learning to what does say the the Bible says taking uh, thoughts captive. You know, so when when those triggers hit, knowing how to respond in a healthy manner or at least pause <laughs> like okay i know i'm feeling this way because of what's happened in the past because of what i've seen what they said how do i respond differently how do i react in a in a manner that doesn't destroy <laughs> what i've worked on what i've built up um you know like we talked about making permanent decisions on temporary circumstances um and it's and it's funny. That's all part of our maturity. I'm I'm sure pastors made certain like, oh, why did I react that way? You know, like I blew up, I cussed somebody out. You know, like oh, if I could have just held my tongue. You know, like and 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 those moments. So, um, I want want us to kind of delve into that, and I want pastor to kind of share, like, you know, maybe he may not get specific, but 
He said, yes, I'm doing a lot of pausing in my life right now. Right, right. You definitely have to um, pause, you know, so you don't fall back into that cycle. You know, because you look at your life, you're like, I'm, why do I always end up here? You know, um, so I want, I kind of want to toss it to the pastor for him to share, like, some of, he said, first you have to know, right, exactly, Dr. Rollins said, first you have to know what your triggers are. Um, delve into some of the things that helped you move forward and begin to live that untriggered lifestyle. So when someone, I, for lack of a better way, steps to you with something that can can shift you out of your space, you know, what are some of the your habits that helped you get out? So Richard says, not sure that you can become 100% untriggered. Ooh, true. I've had many triggers due to my mother during my school years. I've depowered a lot of them. There are still a few to depower those, but I think there'll never be a situation in my life where there won't, yeah, where there won't, where there won't be a trigger. Right. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Two to three seconds of silence can change the outcome. Yes, yes. Don't go with the first thought. <laughs> Don't go with the first nugget number one. Don't go with the first thought. <laughs> um, so, so, Pastor, what are some of the things or, or things that happened in your life that you knew triggered you to do, you know, to react a specific way that now you're not as triggered with that? I, I, I guess I never really had a, a quick temper. OK. You know, uh, so I'm not really sure. I mean, like there are I think there are different types of triggers. And what I mean right. by that is. Uh, the response time mm. from a trigger can be instant, right? But it can also take days to respond, right? You, know, you could trigger something that, that kicks off a pattern of behavior because right. it touches something deep down inside. Yeah. So if you're talking about that that quick trigger, you know that that short temperament, uh, that lack of of temperance, if you would, then I didn't really have. A whole lot of that. It, it takes a lot to get me to to react. Right. right. I got you. Um, but I, I think about you know one one story is interesting uh, because I, I and Dr. Rollins made a great point. You have to know what your triggers are. But for those who may not understand certain things and why they trigger you, I go back to a story in the scripture uh, that deals with uh, this this servant of. Caiaphas, if you remember the story about uh, the arrest of Jesus, remember uh, Caiaphas had a servant called Malchus, and Malchus was there on the scene when Jesus was arrested. Okay. And Simon Peter pulled out the sword and right. cut off the ear of right. the servant of Caiaphas. Interesting. That right. was an instant response. And, yes. And they, Peter was deemed a zealous spirit. Right. For Jesus, but he had a quick trigger. Right, right. Uh, but Peter was also the one who denied Jesus. Right, right. Quick trigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So quick, he did it three times before he even realized what he had done. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. the question in my mind is, you know, what was going through the mind of Peter when he felt it was his responsibility to cut off the ear of a soldier? Or an officer in 
in the protection of Jesus when Jesus was not coming in violence. Right. So his reaction was opposite of the spirit of the person he was protecting. So what was going through his mind? Right. Right. Uh, And then you have to ask. So so something. What was what was Peter's trigger? His trigger was I got to protect my man. Right. Right. But Peter lost sight of the purpose of Jesus. Right. The purpose of Jesus was not to fight with the sword. Right. With the word. Yeah. And love. But at the same time, and I'm, I know I may be going a little deep this morning, but we are talking about triggers. So my question is, what was in the mind of Peter when mm-hmm. he cut the ear off right. in contrast to what was in the mind of Peter when he denied Christ? Because the very right. thing he was willing to kill somebody for, he denied even knowing. Right. So right. it's almost like I, you know, there's such a sense of purpose. I believe so strongly in this guy that I'm willing to kill for him. Right. But how could you believe so strongly that you're willing to kill? What you deny? But then turn around and deny like that right. you even knew it. Right. 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 So, like, when you think about triggers, uh, triggers can be very complex. Right. Right. Something that happened to you when you were eight years old. Right. Uh, you don't have a reaction until you're 25. You know, because something happened and it took you all the way back to when you were eight. And right. that's you know, in response to kind of like, what, you know, the opposite of what Dr. Rollins was saying. It's great to know your triggers. Yeah. So you can fight something that you know, but sometimes you don't even know why you do what you do. Right. So what's important is that self-examination again. What moves right. me? And that takes me back to Psalms 139. <laughs> Search me, O Lord. Yeah. And find those things that make me anxious. Uh, yeah. Dr. Rollins, it sounds like you have to identify the source of the truth. Yes. Right. Is it fear? fear. Right. Right. What what are my fears? And if I can, if I understand what my fears are, then I know the types of things that will trigger me to to run, to retract. Right. Or even to fight out of fear. Yeah. I think, um, as Rich said, when old thinking appears, I instantly say, not me, replaced with the positive. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, um, when when certain situations happen you know and you know getting to the point of at least recognizing i think that's that's a challenge in itself you know um because either if if you are you know kind of self-aware about who you are and your temperament and um it could even you know when certain situations happen you just sit like, why am I feeling so angry <laughs> at this at this situation? Like it, you know, you just start reasoning, like, in my mind, it doesn't warrant me to be so angry at this. You know, like what why is this bothering me so much? All right, Dr. Ross, insecurities. What is your I heard this, this question was asked. Okay. What is your immediate reaction? Mm-hmm. When you see a Confederate flag right. on the back of a pickup truck. Right. What is right. your immediate what what what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Right. That's good. I'm right. gonna put it out there. What did what did you guys think? When you see a Confederate flag, what's your first thought? I know it's a delay, so we're gonna keep talking a little bit. So Rollins says sometimes it takes an outside view source to help you recognize what your trigger is, can be them seeing you in action. May take counseling to actually hear yourself process what happened to understand. Right. Indeed. Indeed. 
What is your immediate reaction? What Those What is the first thought that pops into your mind when you see a Confederate flag right on the back of a pickup truck? Right. And Richard, I want you to know. Want you to chime in too. Like I, you know, you kind of connected what's happened over here. And <laughs> what's your first thought? <laughs> I want to know your thought. Everybody out there, what's your first thought um, when you see it? No reaction. You may be like, means nothing to me. You know. Um, or what's what correlations or how do you feel or if you meet somebody oh let's let's do it better if you meet somebody that's got it on their shirt <laughs> you know and and let it be like a contract or business or friend you know what's your first thought you know like hey this is my man um john he got the big shirt <laughs> with the confederate you know and some kind of saying <laughs> Never forget. I don't know. <laughs> so, what's your reaction? Like, are we cool? Can you sit down and eat and even ask or even have the conversation? Because for me, I'm a, I'll be real. Like, if I seen like pastors, like, hey, this is my, I mean, <laughs> you already know. I'm a first thing I'm look at his face and I'm look at the shirt like, <laughs> like, yeah. like this is what we're gonna do. Let's sit down. Like, you know, for me, I would just have the conversation. I don't know if I would get. Just straight to the emotion, but I would have the conversation like, what is it? How do you feel? You know, and then is it all right that I express how what are I you, see? Are you, are you telling me that you would actually confront the person? Well, I said, yeah, if we sit down. Yeah. Oh, if you sit down. Yeah. I mean, right. like if we if we yeah, like if if you introduce them or someone, my first thought is trick. <laughs> but. Oh, if we like, we're going. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> Racist. Woo. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, someone said, I think of the the chant, the South will rise again. Right. Okay. Here we go. Okina said, I've had it where a former co worker had Adolf Hitler on his sweatshirt. Woman. <laughs> Who was born in the Jewish concentration? Oh, camps took offense to it. She went to HR about it. To him, it was just a shirt. To her, it was pain. Yes. <clears throat> now that's 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 a and in that sense is as deep as this. oh okay. I don't see it. Oh, sometimes I think racist. Other times I'm like really still, and sometimes because of the area I'm in. It's really the norm here. Okay. Right. Okay. But I'm yeah. sure that with that thought, you're asking, why is this still a norm anywhere? Right. You know, yes. someone said, I, I hear the South will rise again, and they say, rise to what? Uh, someone says, right. in my mind, I hear the dueling banjos. Right. But, right. but here's the thing. One person said, uh, I feel, he said, mm. I don't, he said, I feel when I see a, a Confederate flag. Right. He said, my feeling when I see the Confederate flag on the back of a pickup truck is the same feeling when I see the American flag on a baseball cap mm. or in a yard. Right. I've heard that. Yeah, because in my mind, he says, in my mind, patriotism in America leads or is connected to racism. Right. 
He said, so whenever I see, he said to me, I'm at the point now to where there's no difference between seeing the American flag right. and seeing the Confederate flag. Right. Because the people who fly these flags or display these flags have the same mindset. To be a mm. patriot in America is to be right wing. It, it feels like that. It, it definitely feels like that. Richard says, I understand that for you, your for you, brother, it means a whole lot different than for me. Appreciate that. He said, I'm a person who loves on people. It's like the War of the Roses, English Civil War, and historical context similar to American Civil War, South versus North. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, definitely not stopping for <laughs> He said, I'm not stopping for gas in that area. <laughs> hey, in, Think in about 19, war. let's see, 1980. Seven eighty-eight. I was driving a rider truck from Illinois to California. Whew. A yellow rider truck. And midnight on the anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh. I was in. I was passing through Oklahoma. Okay. In a rider truck. Wow. Stopped at a truck stop. And. A guy came up to me. He said, son, you best be out of here by morning. Wow. In that rider truck. Right. Wow. He said, do you know what? To, and and instantly I, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is right. the anniversary. And so you th- you think about triggers. Right. 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 He said, you better get out of here because seeing that truck. Right. In Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, right. It's going to be a problem for you. Yeah, yeah. No one in Oklahoma is driving rider trucks. <laughs> what is it? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I can, I could understand that, right. You, you're already, yeah. All off. Right. <laughs> right. Especially if I lost anybody in it, you know, directly. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, it would be a trigger. That definitely would be a trigger. I think, um, Let's see, persons will say we need to get past it because it's not going on any longer. To some, yes. To some, no. It's all about the individual person. Indeed. Indeed. I think, um, let's see, brothers, I'm sorry if my view. Oh, no, you good, Richard. You good. No, you good. <laughs> you good. Listen. Your view is your view, Richard. Right. Because I'm right wrong. Right. This is about expressing a position, a thought. Right. We're Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, you know, I'm sure there are things over there, like certain things that might set you off that if you showed us, we've got no feelings about it. You know, we're just like, oh, I remember that. You know, <laughs> we might have been taught it in history and we it might have been one page for us, <laughs> for you, for you as a whole chapter. For us, it's just one page. And we just kind of, oh, yeah, I remember that. We talked about that a little bit. <laughs> you know, like I'm sure in some countries, oh, yeah, there was slavery in America. Now, moving on, <laughs> you know, like, but that was like, oh, yeah, that didn't affect us. That's not part of our country. Um, so it's, it's, everybody has, you know, something that might set them off. But I, I think, like I said, it's, it's recognizing the triggers um, and responding accordingly. He said, I, I worked with a person who was in the Korean War. He was there during the height of the racism in this country, right? He was a black man who was able to serve his country, but still was asked to sit in the back. Needless to say, he said, forget the flag, forget that flag. His trigger was what? His trigger was that he hated the flag of the so-called United States. I understand. 
Indeed. Indeed. I think um, I've heard people say that, you know, they, I've heard people say the Confederate American flag to them is, is all the same. Um, and, and a lot of us, you know, you know the, with the hearing the patriotism, you just like it's hard to, to really feel patriotic. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could just celebrate <laughs> like, like I see my counterparts do. Like, I wish I could be America. You know, I struggle, though. Like, I, like, I struggle, you know, like I'm here. I'm, I'm a law abiding citizen. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, believe in whatever structure we're working with, because, you know, every country, there's no perfect country. There's no perfect place like Pastor. We need to roll out and go to. Uganda, because it's better, <laughs> you know, like, right. there is no perfect country, but it's just feeling apart, I think is a struggle, but that's a whole nother conversation, just <laughs> feeling apart. Um, so, like I said, we're talking about the untriggered lifestyle and how to kind of shift your mindset into not being so explosively reactive or destructively reactive. And that it's not always like a physical, it could be a verbal. Um, and just like you said, some responses are triggered and then it's a, it's like a domino effect. It just, mm -hmm. everything's affected. Nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Nope, I'm not going to church. Nope, <laughs> I'm not doing, you know, I'm not worshiping, I don't care. And I'm tired, I'm sick, it's doing it. See, see what I'm saying? I try to do good, then this happens and I'm done. <laughs> you know, and you get into that space where it's just it just sets off something. It reminds you of something. It reminds you of a behavior. It reminds you of a habit, and it's it's hard to recover, you know, unless you realize this. Why am I letting this thing set me off, you know? And I guess moving into that space, like why, why do I let this thing bother me and take me off track? And and some of the untriggered or the triggers can be can uh, be a foundation from unforgiveness as well. You know, certain people walk in the room or certain names come up, your whole day is shot. <laughs> I can't believe he brought up John. <laughs> I can't believe he brought that man, that man name up, you know, and it can throw you off completely. Okina said at the end of the day, certain groups of cultures will get triggered off the symbols or words seem that re right, remind them of certain situations, right? Like 100%, I... I that was a huge one that you mentioned about, you know, seeing Adolf Hitler's face and you she literally came from the concentration camps. You know, that's that's a tough one. Try going to Washington, D.C. It puts you in a frame of mind. Right. To keep your hands on your heart. Right. Right. Well, you know, that's that's the thing. It's you're setting a mood. You know, it's like having a romantic evening with someone that you love. You know, you right. turn the lights down low. You you light a candle. <laughs> you know, you put some some fragrance in the air and right. turn on the right. soft music. Right. You know, you you want to speak sweet nothings into each other's ear. Right. right. But you put a strobe light in there. You know, somebody fire up a joint. Right. And you put on some, some Tupac. Right. And everybody want to be a gangster. Right. You know, right. So I can understand. You know, and and at the same time, you know, put on some. Wake up in the morning. And put on some some gospel music. I mean, some hand clapping, foot stomping, and and everybody gonna want to get saved, right? You know, <laughs> right. I mean, it's just the truth. And, right. and so, which, and I, I'm gonna go back to to what Dr. Rollins said, and and 
I'm going to put it this way, because you're talking about how do we get to an untriggered life? Right. I don't think you can ever live a life that does not have a trigger because right. triggers work both positively and negatively. Indeed. Right? And so you want something to trigger good behavior. Provoke right. one another unto good works is what the Bible says. Right. So triggers, triggers are necessary in our lives. But when we talk about overcoming those negative triggers, those triggers mm-hmm. that lead us down a negative path, I think it goes back to counting up the cost of the consequences of these things. Right. I know that if I do this, you know, consider cause and effect. I know that there is a chance that if I put my hands on this person, one or two things going to happen. I'm going to beat them down. They're going to beat me down. Right? right. And then beyond that, someone might get arrested. Someone right. might lose a life. So right. let me be careful how I react to something. That's why I talk about the, the study between reaction and response. Right. In my mind, I feel like uh, I want to be slower to react. And focus on my response right. uh, to something, right? Mm-hmm. So, so counting up the cost, I think, is a major factor, and also making sure you understand what those triggers are. Right. Uh, but then go back to, like, I, I think we talked about this yesterday. Uh, I talked about the last time I was in this place, mm. how it felt. Yeah. There you right. Go. And, and not wanting to feel like that again. Right. And, and I think sometimes we have to consider the the consequences. Do I really want to, and this is part of counting up the cost, do I really want to face this type of consequence for this reaction? Right. And and I think that goes back to something I believe it was Rollins, Deacon Rollins, that, John Rollins that said, uh, take that two to three second pause. Yes. You know, yes. some of us, you know, it used to be count to 10. Yeah. You know, some of us have to count to 100. Right before we can respond to something. So whatever you need to do to get yourself uh, in a place where you don't re- react as quickly, right? that's the key. Let me really pause and think about what just happened. What did I just hear? Right. Did I hear that right? Uh, maybe I should ask for clarity. Right. In that last can you help me understand what you meant by that? <laughs> Could you repeat right. what you just said? Right. You know, what what really transpired, because I'm not really how that came out may not be in agreement with how I'm processing. Right. You know, definitely. Uh, so it takes time to get to a better place. But but yeah. also. Uh, developing a, a greater confidence in yourself. Right. You know, right. You, you have to feed yourself more constructive information, more constructive content. Yeah. So when something comes against you. It doesn't hit you as hard as it would have hit you if you were ignorant of information. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, that that being informed, you know, understanding who you are, um, and and having having the maturity or discipline to pause, you know, before you respond or react, um, it's definitely a a a key to to responding in the in the most positive positive or healthy manner and like you said there are the positive triggers you know uh, moments that certain smells or certain music and certain things get you to a to a better space or greater uh a greater mindset you know like i just smelling certain things or hearing certain songs like you said um takes you to a better place um but like you know today i just 
you know, those those things that that take you to a space that you remember that that were not the best or the healthiest. Um, we have to, you know, you remember that and then it's recognizing what sends you down that path and yeah. and being able to respond accordingly or just counting down, <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to lose it. You know, I don't, I don't want to go back to jail. <laughs> I don't want to go back to that space, you know, because when you when you that kind of like, you know, me and Pastor kind of that the temperament where it takes a lot, <laughs> but, it's, but it's bad when we get there, you know, um, and, and trying your best not to get to that space um, and, and being able to act accordingly, because, you know, we all go through our phases and changes and we've grown a lot. And in that growth, you know, like you said, that eight year old trigger that someone has not stepped on yet. You know, we have to be able to. So if even if you don't know or don't realize all of your triggers, you recognize a certain phrase or phase or action takes you somewhere that, you know, is not the best. It's, it's recognizing those moments and, and pausing like, mm-hmm. OK, you know, I'm holding myself like, OK, yeah, I don't I don't really like that. <laughs> you know, like I don't. I don't like how I'm feeling. I don't like feeling how I want to react, <laughs> you know, and and it's and I, I think the word, you know, living the untriggered lifestyle is more living a disciplined lifestyle, you know, yes. being being disciplined enough to know how to be more. Was it the proactive instead of so reactive and, and seeing seeing the consequences of if I do this, <laughs> this is probably what's going to happen, you know. But if I do this, I at least mitigate, you know, the, the long term effects of my action. Um, so today I just want you guys to kind of think about the, even the, listen the small things that may trigger you. And, and why does it trigger you? And bringing up to like the Confederate flag and American flag, um, even those moments, you know, I've. I, you know, I drive Lyft from time to time and I'm in the car with people who not like me and have opinions unlike me. And I've always I've always conditioned myself because the rides aren't long. And for the most part, you're not going to change anybody's mind. <laughs> so I condition myself to have the full conversation just so I can understand exactly where people stand. You know, like I haven't had a chance to really talk to somebody with an opposite mindset, you know, in a, in a space that's temporary, you know? Um, and I just love, I just let them, and I, I'll inquire, <laughs> like, I'm, t- I'll tell you later, <laughs> some of the conversations, but it's just, I just inquire and I just ask more questions. Like, really? Why do you feel that way? You know? And, and, and sometimes you just like, when they so wrong, you just, <laughs> uh, Okini says, you also have to know the devil knows your triggers, right? Just close your eyes and pray. Be still. Right. Remember that the, the, the value that you assign to your life. Yes. Is yours. Right. No one else can assign what they can. They can assign it, but you don't have to receive it. Right. Right. right? But remember that the, the, the value of your future is what you make it. Right. So your reactions to things has to be uh, has to take into consideration the value not only of your future, 
but of your current time clock. Yeah. Right. What 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 value do you place on your time? Right. Right. Uh, remember that in life, uh, my my wife spoke this message, this encouraging word, a couple of years ago, and she talked about the difference between a thermostat and a thermometer. Right. 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 Is that did I get that right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. yeah. A thermostat lets you know. Is that right? Which one is no, it? The, the, ther- the thermometer lets you know the, the, thermometer the temperature. Lets you know what the temperature of the room mm-hmm. is. The thermometer. Yes. The thermostat has the power to adjust the temperature. Right. Yes. In the Def- room. Definitely. Right. Yep. And so, what you cannot allow. Sorry for messing that up, lady. <laughs> is for someone. Yeah. To become the thermostat yes of your life right don't allow other people to set your temperature right or adjust your temperature right. unless it's to a better place yeah right? yeah right you should not allow other people to to, to make you hot right under the collar. right right but make room for cooling yep definitely definitely that's a yeah. word yeah. It's an old word, but it's still a relevant word. Right. Don't let people be the thermostat right. of your day. Exactly. Exactly. You know, setting or regulating, you know, how you feel. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. When, when that, because when that happens, what, what happens to your imagination, to your creativity when someone else controls your temperament? Right. Right. You can't you lose you, it. Yeah, you do. It makes you ineffective. You right. become ineffective. And, and when you lose imagination and creativity, right. you're chopping away at your future. Right. Because your imagination is your future. Isn't that what uh, Les Brown said? Probably. <laughs> One of them. That sounds good, though. I'm going to just yeah, do that to you, though. The, the enemy wants to kill your imagination. Yes. So that he can kill your future. Right. 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 Yeah. Because when so it, he, it, he'll bring these triggers in to stop good. you from being creative. To, yep. to get you stuck, you know, uh, and, and what you have to do is you have to surround yourself with people that will take you to a place within yourself that you right. can't get to on your own. What am I saying? What I'm saying is you can't discuss the label on the box if you're stuck inside the box. Right. So right. Have people around you that can deal with those those places inside you, but they make you better. That's good. Right. Yep. That's that's the reality. And that's what and that's where we begin to reduce the, what triggers us, uh, yep. because it's all about what you have around you. Yeah. You know, and your future is way too valuable to be surrounded by people that trigger you into a negative place. Exactly. Definitely. Get those people that are going to help you yep. discover you. Right. So that's good. He said, get people around you that help you discover you. So when someone around you, he said, okay, he said, very true. So when someone around you says, yo, why does it? Why does it when we talk about this or when this person shows up or when this happens, you get set off? Right. <laughs> and listen, don't argue. I don't get set off. 
Yes, you do. <laughs> Every time we bring this up, your face changes, your mood changes, and you don't want to be bothered anymore. This is a trigger. Why does this bother you so much? You know, and then, you know, it, get quiet, examine yourself, because it, 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 it's, it's tough when someone kind of calls you out on, on your behavior or, or something in you. And think about why this thing bothers you so much, you know, because back in the day, you know, either you and that person used to interact in a certain way or something happened when you was at home. <laughs> Every time we talk about politics, it would go. That's why my parents divorced, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just OK, I'm not him. <laughs> we can Let's have an honest conversation. It's fine. You know, and they are honest and hold you accountable. Right. Yeah. And. And so, like, <laughs> I, I need you to hear this. Y'all want your circles, right? Everybody wants, you know, Pastor, like, you always say you're the sum total of the five people that you're around. Everybody wants to upgrade their circle, you know, to be around people that are successful doing great things. Successful, great doing things people hold each other accountable. That's why they're able to move forward. So if you want to be held accountable... You could be around great circles. I'm going to say that again. If you want to be held accountable, you could be around great circles. Yeah. The, the hardest thing is, is that that first time someone's going to call you out on your stuff, <laughs> you need to raise your hands, <laughs> receive it, <laughs> and just just and just take that in. Because that's that's understand that's that's what's going to make you better. That's what's going to make you greater. You know, everybody wants the secret to success, to success comes from accountability yes. accountability discipline and understanding because a lot of people ruin like and pastor said it opportunities get ruined when you're triggered you go into this negative space now you can't be creative i can't even think <laughs> i can't even think i can't even operate you know forget it i'm done you know and that's the space we get into and think about if you trigger that if you trigger that way a whole lot you're not really getting anything done because you're always in a space of drama. Yeah. Drama. So always some drama. Somebody calling you. Sometimes you're like, yo, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. You know, such as I said, I don't I don't really care. I don't want to know, you know, because you're going to tell me and it's going to mess my day up. <laughs> you know, we have to be we have to protect our space. Right. We have to protect our space. We got to know, like you said, our value. We got to know our time. We have to protect who we are and and not going into the cutoff ministry but just knowing who brings what you know there are folks that you talk to have the have the conversation make sure they're straight but you know they're gonna go down that drama path you know and tell you who said this you know pastor was saying about you i don't i don't care i don't i don't care <laughs> i don't care you know what sister such and such i don't i don't care i don't care you know long as they're not having to live with me in this house or pay some bills, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You know, and because we get caught up I'm telling you, anybody watching this right now feel like, man, how much of your day is filled up with senseless nonsense of drama? Somebody just calling, right. sharing stuff, just sharing. I just want to tell you, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't care. That's great. They don't like me. I'm fine. <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I can't do nothing about it. I'm just going to be me. You know, unless they call me to like you anyway. Right. Right. Unless they call me to tell me I hurt their feelings and we're going to have a conversation about it. 
there's nothing else I can do, you know. Yeah. And and yeah, you can't sit in that circle. Just those are the main triggers, man. Those, are, and that's good, Pastor. When you said that, takes away from your imagination, your creativity, because mm-hmm. you're off, you're off kilt, and yes. you're angry, and you're bothered, and you know it takes away from your life, from your family, just all that stuff. Yes, and Boom. and know that you know talk, uh, Sean talked about this. Uh, that accountability factor, right? People that right. Up with. There is a distinctive difference between self-discovery and being labeled. Mm. Certain people will aid in the discovery of you, but right. other folks will just label you. There is a difference. There's That's a good. difference. That's good. And sometimes we are wounded by people we think are there to help us. Right. But they're really there to label us. Right. And as long as they can keep you in that box, they're connected to you. You have to know the difference between someone that is working with you and helping you discover. Right. Versus someone who just puts you in a box and labels you. Right. There's a difference. Yeah. Guard your ears. And and, literally remember that uh, you have to live a life where you have to imagine gates on your ears. Yes. Close the gate okay. with certain information. Yes. There's gates on your eyes. Right. Everything ain't for your viewing. Yep. yep. There's a gate on your mouth. Yep. You don't have to speak to everything. Right. Ear gate, eye gate, mouth gate. Remember yep. those things so that right. you can live a protected life, a covered yes. life. Uh, yep. I had a brother, I had a, a wise man 30 years ago tell me, great man, great man of God, great leader. He was retired 20 year. Uh, veteran from the Air Force, uh, Cecil L. Chip Murray. I, I had a meeting with him, and that man, I, I was late for the meeting, and this is me trying to fight back. You know, I had been homeless. I'm trying to get reestablished, get a, right. get control of my life, and, yeah. and I was I was triggered by uh, tragedy, right? Mm. I, I hated the, the tragedy of being broke. Okay. Right? Uh, and and in this season of my life, I had walked off my job. The whole another. This is a whole another. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I had a whole life going on. Right, right. And, we, and I sat in this non for profit for this church. Right. And I was committed to just working there. And I had a I had an appointment with the the, the pastor of First AME Church, Cecil right. Chipman. Right. And I was late. I was like ten minutes late. And I Ooh. went over there and I said, "I'm sorry, I'm late, Pastor Murray." He said, listen here, man, as long as you black and your behind points to the ground, don't you ever be sorry about anything else another day in your life. Right. Wow. And I was like, and he just said, but. <laughs> okay. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, it, it, it shook me. My mother knows this story. Yeah. It shook me to my core because I didn't know whether to cry. Wow. Or to punch him or to turn around and walk away. <laughs> right, right. I felt offended. But what he was doing is he was holding me accountable. Right. And he was saying, you can be repentant. Right. But don't live a sorry life. Right, right, right. Don't put don't That's live good. a life where you're always having to say, I'm sorry. sorry. If you're around right. people yeah. and you find yourself saying, I'm sorry constantly, right. You are sorry. And right. you're around the wrong people. Don't be don't live a sorry life. And 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 when you recognize that's not the life that I'm supposed to live, 
you will have there were fewer things will trigger you right because you'll be over it and so right. uh, again we're just talking about the things that keep you from being so easily right. triggered yeah you're triggered when right. you're living a sorry life right don't Indeed. live a sorry life. don't live a sorry life all right guys we appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us another edition of the brothers of legacy again make sure you share sharing is caring and if you've missed any episode or if you just want to share the audio version Go to uh, your podcast, any podcast app I'm sure you got, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, and share the Brothers of Legacy podcast with them. All right. So we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thankful Thursday. (laughs) And thank you guys for being here. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Always know we love you. God loves you more. Continue to stay safe. And we will see you in the AM. Peace out. As always, we love you. Uh, know that God loves you more. Stay safe. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.